Welcome to Cowl Fans, the casual fans' home for Overwatch League news, a popped-off podcast. We're coming at you from the first Brandon studio in Tampa, Florida. I'm Alura Moore. I'm not Wyatt. I'm Haller. That's right. We're we w- back, baby. He's back. And we did not coordinate our shirts. This just happened. Because our souls <laughs> are coordinated. We don't need to speak. That's... We know. That's not true. That's not true at all. We have to send many, many copies of notes <laughs> back and forth across each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, Howler's back. We're glad to have him back. An actual somebody with an analytical mind here. Hey. A real analyst as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, it was lots of fun. Big thanks to uh, Wyatt at Wolfsbane731 wow. for stepping in last week. I hope I got that right. And now I'm impressed. You right. sounded confident. I did sound confident, didn't I? <laughs> hmm. Anyways, um, want to have a quick announcement before we get started. Mm. This week, on Wednesday, we will be interviewing Alonzo Benevente. Am I saying that right? Uh, who knows? I'm not. I'm, we'll, we'll ask him, and we'll get it right Alonzo. on Wednesday. Alonzo from the Chaos LP. Crew. Alonzo LP from the Chaos Crew. Uh, we're f- we're gonna release a special episode where we interview him. Just talk about what goes on in the Chaos Crew, what kind of stuff it takes to host the watch parties and whatnot. Their role alongside the Mayhem mm-hmm. and the Mayhem in general. You know, yeah. we're a Florida team, we're a Florida show. He's the guy for that kind of stuff. We're mm-hmm. gonna have a good time. Yeah, and I'm really gonna try not to stumble to over my words as much as I am right now. I just feel I felt confident right off the bat, and uh-huh. but I I said my intro out of order and it's throwing me off still they're there thank you sir we're gonna get through this yeah yeah all right so let's jump right into it (laughs) we had a single florida game this week (laughs) they played the dallas fuel yeah and so i guess i only watched half of this so we'll we'll start off with the good half right right um (laughs) so coming out the gate florida was looking really good if not Exceeding expectation, for sure. I, I would say, um, it seemed like they were really controlling Dallas's aggression. Dallas is a team that usually likes to play very aggressively, but Florida Mayhem was doing a really good job, kind of controlling them, and either not giving them opportunities to do so, or anytime they tried to get aggressive, they would peel back. And then get aggressive themselves. Mm. Um, I said that this did seem like a really cool round, and that um, you could, if you really want to ch- kind of just understand the fundamentals of goats, you can watch them play out in really slow motion. Because despite like playing good, the action felt very slow paced yeah. for your average goats games. So you were really able to kind of see all the decisions that the mayhem were making. So they would speed boost away anytime. Um, OGE got bubbled and would start swinging in. They would just disengage, and then they would re-engage with a bubble on their Reinhardt. Um, And they would start getting aggressive. Something that I noticed Florida did a lot, too, is they were positioning very smartly in that um, they would have Hagupun in an angle in which he could lay in a lot of damage into the enemy Rhine or behind someone, uh, behind his shield, and if Dallas Field tried to close in on that, they would be able to quickly shift their position and rotate against that to continue protecting Hagopun and protect um, 
basically their formation and not and allow themselves not to be picked off. Um, you would see them like live shot calling. They would push in. They would recognize that someone's low. They would call mm -hmm. that target. Mm -hmm. The entire team would slightly shift towards them, and that person would die. So it was like really positive, a bit slow, but. It was good to see that the mayhem, the fundamentals are there. Even if, you know, Dallas figures it out later in the match and starts yeah. punishing it. Um, from what I read on Twitter, it seems like Note was punishing Hagopun's positioning a lot more. So, so they kind of figured that out. Note started throwing diva bombs in places that didn't seem to make sense. Right. And they were places that I think Hagopun really wouldn't have expected him to throw diva bombs mm. because I wouldn't even say Hagopun was out of position. He was well behind his team. He could see his team. He had good sight lines. He could shoot just around corners to hit the enemy team. It felt pretty good. Um, but then Note would be like, I'm just going to throw a diva bomb back there. N and Hagopun is, while he's throwing around corners, he's back far enough that he's kind of out in the open yeah. on the backside of his team. And so he just couldn't get away fast enough. And mm. it was just him back there. There was no way. And so probably there's a good chance I'd be surprised if Hagopun didn't walk away from that match like tilted out of his mind <laughs> because they just it just didn't make sense they're like why is no throwing a diva bomb back there why is no throwing a diva bomb back there and then every time it would just dink hagopun's down <laughs> it was really unfortunate it really mm. was and none of the rest of the team was you know because the rest of the team's clumped up further forward right. so they just ducked around that corner because note's bomb is shoo, way in the middle of nowhere mm -hmm. but hagopun's like uh corners <laughs> and it was it was frustrating huh. i Maybe that maybe that does count as out of position. I'm not, but yeah. it didn't feel like he was out of position watching it. It felt like Note's bombs were just. At least he was punishing his positioning. Yeah. At the very least. At the very least. Yeah. So all in all, I agree. Florida looked better than expected. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's worth noting Dallas is uh, Dallas would have been on a humongous high coming onto this match, right? Yeah. They just finished their Dallas homestand weekend. And they killed it. Where they killed it, right? Mm-hmm. Beat the Outlaws. They've never yeah. beaten before. Right. Right? Shoe in for stage playoffs. Right. They're already basically in. And so well, now they are in now. <laughs> they're, all, they're in now. But they were already basically in at that point. Yeah. I, you know, and they're just like, well, I, I would expect them to be playing kind of out of their minds, right? On right. that On that emotional yeah. level with all this momentum behind them coming out of this mm. weekend. And, and so – there's no reason to think Dallas is playing badly. Yeah. Florida is just playing better, which mm -hmm. is a great thing. Yeah. It's a glorious thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, to go kind of, even if it was just for the first two maps, right? To yeah. go toe-in-toe -toe with a stage playoff team for someone who's, like, considered basically probably a bottom, bottom three teams team. for, like, most people's power rankings, right? That's, like, a really good showing. Um, so I felt really good about it. And then we'll just kind of have to see how things go from here. Like our team is definitely looking strong. Like we've got good fundamentals that, um, as those become a little bit more natural and we can start speeding up those processes. Like mm -hmm. I could see this Florida mayhem being a really good team. And so we'll just have to see because you're expecting there's probably going to be some new people picked up. How, how they, are they going to integrate well? And, uh, and how they do with the fundamentals. Yeah, for sure. But for sure. Should be interesting. I, I know at least it felt good to end the stage on a fairly good note. Like quality losses in the last couple weeks, um, especially after the not so hot start to stage two and yeah. the ups and downs we had of stage one. It feels good to be entering this long four weeks on a fairly positive note for a Mayhem fan anyway. For sure. For sure.
sea of positive notes, there were some great matches this week. Lots of good matches oh my this week. Gosh, so, matches that we didn't expect to be good that yeah. were really good. I feel like there's so many times when we get to this segment where we like try to think of the matches we're going to talk about it, and we're like trying to pre-plan before the show, and we're like, it's I don't hard. know, like wh- what the best match was. I guess I'm going to just kind of choose this match because I had fun watching it or mm-hmm. something like that. But there were so, so many, many good, good matches. Good matches this right, week. it was crazy. Um, so so why don't you tell us about just just get hand us a couple of them. I just get yeah because I honestly I honestly couldn't pick one but there was so many upsets this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we had this expectation of these really coming in or maybe like probably the beginning of the Dallas Fuel homestand with the exception of New York who had just lost to Atlanta. There were five teams we expected to go undefeated. Shock in Vancouver obviously. Sure. Who Ended up completing it, but it was looking like London was going to complete it, and then they lose to Chengdu. I didn't really get to discuss that, so I'm going to talk about that craziness of a match. And then we have the L.A. Gladiators. Well, it looks like they're going to have a perfect stage. Nope. They lose to the Boston Uprising. And then the Boston Uprising, just another note, <laughs> loses to the Justice two days later. It was crazy. Like, and Gladiators, on most people's power rankings, expectation, the fourth team. On most people. I put them at fifth on my power ranking just because I think Void's uh, lack of flexibility hurts them. Sure. But this is like a top five team, almost like full consensus across like analysts and like just general power rankings I see. Yeah. Lose to the Boston Uprising. Um, and then who lose to the Justice. So everything's really confusing. Um, Atlanta Rain upset New York again, which is insane. Atlanta Rain has developed a tailored strategy that works specifically against New York. Yeah. I just I just want to mention this real quick. Cuz that's a great that was a that was a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. And it was New York playing New York style. Yep. And Atlanta saying, "This is how we beat New York style." Mm-hmm. And they did it over and over and over. And New York didn't adapt. As and New York crazy. doesn't adapt. I've I've uh, you watch this. Right. Right? Last year when the Meta changed. New York failed to adapt to the new meta. It's what caused them to lose out of the overall season playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? Monty accused them of sandbagging. The fact of the matter was, by the end of the time when they should have long been stopped sandbagging, right. they were no longer, they had just chosen not to adapt and had failed to adapt. Mm. And here we have Atlanta saying, this is how you play. Yeah, We figured it out. And New York still fails to adapt, even yeah. in the same meta. New York has got to be one of the least adaptable teams out there. Why are they so good? What's crazy, too, about this, because New York, maybe they struggle to adapt in-game, but usually, like, looking back at Season 1, their coaching is so good that they prep for matches really well. Right. And Atlanta just came out and played the same game that they played a couple weeks ago when they beat I didn't see the first one, them. so I didn't know if it was the same game right? or not. So they, they play basically the same strategy of isolating Mono with Erster and um, mm-hmm. basic and um, Dogman taking these 1v1s versus Jonak, holding well, his own. He is. Especially punishing them with, like, honor grenades, things like that. Um, they basically played the same strategy. In New York, they didn't go to the Dallas Wheel homestand, um, and they only had one game this week. It was just for the Atlanta Reign. So they had all this time to prepare just for Atlanta Reign and – if there was any compliment New York got in stage one outside just Jonak popping heads, it was going to be this was a team that had Taylor strats and prepped for every individual team. And with all that time, they still couldn't figure out what to do about Atlanta. Like, that's 
They're missing. I don't know if that's listen. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Wizard Young? I, I don't know. Is it Wizard Young? I don't know. Like it's crazy. But it's crazy to see that. And why is it just Atlanta? But if this kid, if New York fails to adapt after this, everyone's just gonna watch this game and play Atlanta's game. Yeah. Because it didn't look like what Atlanta was doing was outside of the realm of possibility for any team. Yeah, I would say that. I do feel like... With the exception of Dogman being able to challenge Jonak, maybe. Well, Dogman being able to do that, and I feel like Erster is a top three Brigitte in this league, despite being on a team that isn't quite in the stage playoffs, right? Okay. And there's maybe a, like a mid-table team. Um I, I still think Erster is very good, and that's one of the reasons Mono was struggling so much because mm. Erster's putting a lot of pressure and control onto him in ways that the rest of the team can't punish him. Because usually, if a Brig tries to do that, they just kill that Brigitta. Erster is good enough to know the correct moments to do these punishes. Um, okay. But I could see a team like Dallas Fuel easily exploiting this. So, but definitely, like a roadmap has been laid, right? And if and this lots of teams are going to try to emulate them. Um, provided the meta doesn't overhaul for stage three. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I'm like expecting it to. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. You feel like you feel like Blizzard wants to kill goats, right? Like you feel like that. But it a also thing. feels like goats is slowly dying on its own. Sort I saw more. I saw less goats this week than I have any week previous. It feels like every week of stage two, we've seen a little less goats I, and a little less goats. That's true. But look at Vancouver and Shock. Look at the top of the league. Teams are running it because they can't match other teams' goats who are better sure, than them. Sure. So it still looks like goats is too powerful. I'm not sure. I, I'm interested to see. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of metas not changing throughout the season entirely. Yeah. Which you know is impossible. I understand that. I'm mm -hmm. not asking for that. That would be stupid. <laughs> I try not to be too stupid. <laughs> um, you know, but just to see. Yeah, you know, if we left this, if we left this patch in the hands of these players for a long enough time, mm -hmm. would they find the real goats counter? Is there a real goats counter in there? I have a feeling that the answer would be yes. You know that they would eventually, after studying Shock and Vancouver enough, discover a a hero group grouping mm -hmm. that would punish them. A and I'm not sure that I'm not. You know, I'm not 100 percent on that. I just yeah. feel like the odds are pretty good. There's probably a 70 to 80% chance there is a GOATS killer available. There probably is a comp out there. It's just, is a team going to invest the time? I guess this break this is a break good is time, the time to, to try it. to figure it out. Right. But a lot of teams, it's just, there's a, it's high risk, high reward, and a lot of teams aren't willing, willing to, to invest their risk. time towards that risk. And sure. so unless, like, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, unless a team like Chengdu really finds out the right, the right setup, um, you're not really going to see it breaking and i feel like chengdu is less concerned about finding the goats killing comp versus the what comp do our players play best in that sure they seem to definitely play on their own strength rather than trying to look for this this the perfect weakness of composition so yeah we'll just we'll have to see how that plays out i know i'm definitely going to be looking that looking for a, a ptr patch because you feel like we, we haven't gotten any yet. I mean, I understand that it's a long break, but if they are going to update the game, it needs to hit the PTR first and then pass through in time to be in the Overwatch mm -hmm. League and have the pros practice on it. So I'm starting to feel like we're just going to not get a patch change. We'll so see. I'm, I'm not against, so we'll um, see what happens. Just another shout-out to another good game. Um, Hangzhou versus Seoul, last game, uh, decided playoff. That hit. was a really that good really game. Really tight game. Some crazy, crazy 
crazy fights. Like, generally mm -hmm. in GOATS fights, you get one kill, you wipe over the other team. And that's just kind of it. That didn't happen. Um, there were so many fights where, like, you'd get one picked, then the other team would get picked, then it'd be two, and then then you'd get two right back, and you'd have this weird 3v3 with, like, a Brig Lucio and a Reinhardt versus a Diva and a... Um, a Zenyatta, and it right. was like crazy, and I, I just didn't know what was going on. I, I don't remember <laughs> who exact who was casting that. Uh, was Monty that and Doa. Mon no, 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 because Monty was on the analyst desk for half times. And was it similar in Hex? It might have been similar in Hex. I don't remember. Anyways, I, I, I think it was remember. probably similar in Hex, but yeah, because Hexagrams was dancing to the Soul Walkout music. That was the meme that happened, <laughs> was like which was hilarious. Break. Oh man, that's. <laughs> Oh man, you should did go you look to for see that. that without the all I, access pass because I did. literally like during the breaks when the commercials would be going on, like usually they show a whole bunch of, of tweets, tweets and they just showed that it for was like just that one and heck just we're in the same colored shirt or just Yep. It was great. It was great. <laughs> for like 2 minutes straight to the music. Oh man. So <laughs> so hexagrams yeah, so it was hex. I didn't want to say hex and then have it be wrong. Right. So hexagrams looked at this and goes this is really common in Chinese Overwatch. Mm. In Chinese Overwatch, these teams tend to get picks but still manage to have these long, drawn-out fights yeah. without tons of confirmed kills just due to the style that they play. Spark was playing like a Chinese team, yeah, which is awesome mm -hmm. to really see this clash of styles between this Chinese team and this Korean team. Right. And they, forced, they sort of forced Seoul to play the Chinese game. Mm -hmm. Right, we've seen Chengdu come out and do whatever the heck that they want, which is basically what Chinese teams have always been doing. Right. All other metas be darned, China China's going to do what China wants to do. Mm -hmm. That's how it's been in contenders for forever. Yeah, and so here we see this happening again, and it's interesting to me that what right. manage what actually goes down by the time it's all said and done is Seoul is forced into the Chinese style, mm -hmm. and it's. We didn't go, like, full Chinese, like, sure. something like Guangzhou pulling out the Doomfist goats or As something like that, tank. right? Or, like, Chengdu doing the crazy comps. Like, that's kind of, like, right. China's bread and butter is, like, really off-meta compositions. But as far as, like, playing goats, yes, I would agree. They played it in a very different way, and you could definitely see that they're putting more um, resources in the Gushui. Mm. And the dude is killing it. Oh, yeah. That guy He's had so many fat shatters. And I think that's what, like, forced Soul to start playing different. Because they're like, if we keep doing what we're doing, Gushui is just going to keep bullying us. Um, so they had to try to start getting address aggressive and matching his style. And it just wasn't quite the right fit for them in the end. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I think... Those are great matches, and I think we need to talk about what the results of those great matches have been. Mm -hmm. So, we're looking, we're going into the Stage 2 playoffs next week. Mm -hmm. So, let's take a look at those standings here. We've got our top teams. Do you yeah. got your top teams? So, the top teams are going to be, you have your Pacific champion, the San Francisco Shock, who had what's being called a golden stage. That's going an entire stage, not only not losing a match, but not losing a map. That's correct. Not tying one, winning every single game you play, 4-0 for an entire stage. Which is insanity. Bonkers. Absolutely, Absolutely bonkers. Like, wow. Okay, so San Francisco Shock, pull that off. They're, they're the Pacific um, 
leaders. Champions. Right? And then yeah. um, the Atlantic leaders are the London, London Spitfire. Spitfire, surprisingly. They sneak into that slot. So those are your top two teams. So your first seed is going to be San Francisco Shock, and then it's going to be the London Spitfire. That's right. After that, you're going to see the Vancouver Titans yep. qualifying also with a winless record, but not a perfect map record with a lossless record yeah. not a winless record right opposite sorry <laughs> just comes out sometimes all right um vancouver titans and then um i'm trying to remember the fourth seed i do believe it ended up being the la gladiators or the new york excelsior one of the two but fourth i'll seed, just i'll just say the teams after fourth this seed is la gladiators okay so la gladiators and then you've got um Which actually doesn't make any sense no yes it does yes it does yeah, and then fifth seed is New York Excelsior. Mm -hmm. So New York Excelsior, um, and then after that, against London Spitfire, you have the Hangzhou Spark, um, and you've got the Dallas Fuel, and the Shanghai Dragons, and so that's your playoff Dallas team. Fuel are seated above the Spark. Okay. Yep. And so, how does this? How does the? How do the playoffs look? We've got brackets this this time. Yes. Yeah, so this they time didn't, they released gosh, us brackets. There's no ties. They Whew. changed the rules, but they didn't really need them this time. Wow. But they got punished for their for their hubris <laughs> in hubris. stage one. Mm. Um, but now we've got our our playoff bracket. So we actually have a repeat of a match that happened this weekend. The Shanghai Dragons versus the San Francisco Shock, which was probably the closest the San Francisco Shock got punished this week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who learns more from this match, Shock or Dragons, when they face off again. That's true. Um, I don't think you'd expect it to be the shock, but uh, the dragons have a chance. They looked, they looked, they looked good. I think there yeah. was a uh, stat that came out that it tied for the second most like total map points for a series, including playoffs. Wow! So you know, like when they take objectives, you get a map point mm -hmm. every time that's done. It tied for the second most of all time. So that yeah, shows that this was pretty competitive, the and they were breaking shocks defenses, which is not an easy thing to do. Nope. So. Yeah, that, that that should be a fairly interesting match as far as a quarterfinal final against a lossless team, right? Yeah. Um, and then the other match is going to be the Vancouver Titans versus the Dallas Fuel. So, sorry, Dallas fans. Um, and then the other two quarterfinals should actually be really, really interesting. So you're going to have the LA Gladiators versus the New York Excelsior Two teams that basically everyone held as the next two people under Shock in Vancouver, and both kind of had disappointing showings. True. Um, near the end of the and stage, Gladiators are going to have some time to look over what yeah. Atlanta just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I mean, New York, as a counterpoint, are going to be able to look and see what did Boston just do. That's true. So it should be a really interesting match. I'm really looking for forward to that one and then uh london spitfire versus hangzhou i think could be a really good match as well i think gushui versus gesture is gonna be a sick matchup um yeah it will be that'll right? be lots of fun so i, I think it's, i think those are gonna be really two like the two quarterfinals probably to watch out for and then after that you're, you're just waiting for the finals <laughs> just that shock titans rematch it's probably. true yeah that seems pretty likely so Whoever wins, regardless of who wins, this is not a traditional um, knockout bracket. Yes. So th this is a reseeded bracket. So mm -hmm. the winners after the first round are going to get reseeded into the second round of the bracket. Once again, highest remaining seed versus lowest remaining seed. 
and then next highest remaining seed versus second most remaining seed. Right. So it's like almost impossible Shock and Titans are going to end up playing each other. Right, until until the until the play, finals. Finals. Yeah. Right. Um cuz the number 2 seed even in like worst case scenario will be will have to go against the number 3 team. Right. Number 3 seed. So Right. So it's it, 1 and 3 will never face. That's correct. So there's a pretty good Pretty unlikely chance of that happening. <laughs> so we're basically looking, unless unless something like last stage where we thought New York and um, Vancouver was going to be the guaranteed finals, right. unless there's some kind of upset again. <coughs> but it feels like we have a better understanding of teams now than we did then. It really does. And it it I'd be really surprised to see Shocker Vancouver fall. Um, yeah, it's possible, but I'm yeah. I'm not expecting it. All right, so uh, let's move on next to. Tickets to the Atlanta homestand are still on sale. I got mine. Mm. You did not. No. Because you're not going. I'm not. Um, so the Dallas Fuel ho- homestand was um, during a vacation. I had already pre-planned. And so it is, of course, the Atlanta Rain homestand is also during a vacation. I had already pre-planned. Yep. That, so, goes, uh, that figures. Rip. So <coughs> I will be I will be in the in the land of the New York Excelsior while you enjoy the the Southeast Clash. The Southeast Clash. Um, That's fair. But yeah, I mean, if you if you can go here in the Southeast, you're a Florida fan. I, I would definitely recommend and, it. And it's I want to go ahead and let you know. Oh, sorry, sorry. You finish. I was just gonna say because um, I mean, you've you probably watched like the Dallas Fuel homestand. It looks hype. Speaking as someone who's been to Grand Finals. It's hype. <laughs> there is nothing quite like watching a game live with other people who are really into it. Like just being able to watch it with him, really cool. Being able to go to one of the watch parties Lots hosted by the Chaos Crew, really fun. And I remember the first time going to one of those, and I'm like, this is insane. I'm with like 20 other people cheering on the Florida Mayhem, and it's we're great, all getting it's hyped. Fun. Like this is like this is mind-boggling. And then you sit down in an arena with like 20,000 other people. Obviously, it's not going to be that. No. Big for the Atlanta Rain homestand, but like when I got to do that in the Barclays Center, oh boy, that was one of the most insane experiences of my entire life. Oh yeah. So if you could get to this Atlanta Rain homestand, please do it. And you'd better get on it because uh, when yeah. I was buying my tickets over the weekend, the seats I was trying to purchase sold out from underneath me, and I had <laughs> to move. Ooh. Okay, so they're going, and you better get them. Which is interesting. I didn't even know they were on sale. So. Right? There, there was so little announcement. I yeah. feel like I feel like not only should Atlanta have bla- put it on blast, yeah. but Florida should have put it on blast, too. That's right. the biggest chance for their people to show Hopefully up. Hopefully during stage three, you'll start seeing those, like, if you remember, we would see, like, Dallas Fuel advertisements, these little videos, like, oh, the Dallas Fuel homestand. Tickets well, there's not sale. a lot of tickets I'm, left. I'm hoping so there's only for Atlanta, but yeah, maybe. There's, not, there's just not up. a lot of tickets left. So, so get on it, people. Get on that. And I know, I know there's going to be a lot of Florida fans there, so, like, that's going to be cool, too. Um, the Mayhem are going to be <coughs> playing. Right. So there's going to be some cool stuff going on for you guys i'm sure it's gonna be lots of fun so get there yeah so now i want to talk about the overall season play season playoff standings okay <clears throat> so oh that's not that's the stage two playoffs here we go there they are we still got our top two teams we still got our top two teams they're vancouver and new york they're mm. pretty undisputed and shock is like shock right is, under right behind them on their shock tail. is one more loss than new york yeah at this point 
but they're a plus three in the map differential. But we have to be honest. That's and remember, <laughs> that, that probably will flip, but New York will remain the number two seed because division leaders. True. Shock is the same division as Vancouver, mm-hmm. and unless Vancouver loses so some So really it would be a London's prerogative to knock London's them down. It's London's prerogative to knock them down. Yep. And that's, that's, uh, that's another three wins for London and another three losses for New York before they come to the same map yeah. games. Win Possible, but London will really have to get their crap together. Yeah, and New York will have to fall apart a little bit. Yeah. So, um, But what I really want to look at is, is the stage play-ins. Right? right. So, or the season play-ins. So there's a play-in tournament that happens seventh through twelfth place. Mm-hmm. That's going to give teams that didn't qualify in the top six a chance to right. play for two extra slots. Mm-hmm. So there are eight teams in playoffs. <coughs> six teams automatically get in, and then there's a tournament for the last two. Right. Exactly. Now, <coughs> all the way up to twelfth place. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Man. Stay and there. even thirteenth place. Basically, nine through thirteen are all seven and seven right now. Yeah, just about. So no, 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 not just about. I'm looking at them. <laughs> <laughs> nine through thirteen, seven and seven. Roger that. Fourteen, six and eight. All right. You need to be winning about half of your games to mm. stay in this. Yeah. You you ultimately need to have won about half of your overall games probably to stay in this. It's the top half, basically. So you need to win about. Half your games. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Which means teams at the bottom right now, our bottom four teams only have three, three, two, and one wins. Yeah. The chances of any of them coming up with enough wins over the next few couple of stages to make it into this play in tournament are very small. Yeah, we you would have to like do some kind of rebuild that produces a Vancouver Titans or a San Francisco Shock like team on day one. Right. <laughs> or, or the other teams would have to fall apart. I just like start going undefeated from but, there. But if you're if you're in these twelfth, seventh through twelfth place right now, even thirteenth place, the Dragons, they're seven and seven. Also, yeah. if you're in those teams, you're not going to try and make a lot of huge adjustments right now because mm-hmm. your goal is to hold on to your playoff hopes, and your best chance of holding on to your playoff hopes is consistently winning enough games to make it to that tournament. Yeah. That's your goal right there. You're not going to do any huge overhauls or big fancy things until it comes to that tournament. Right? So the teams underneath here, this 14 through uh, 16, that's three teams. Those are the ones with the best chance of making it in there and upsetting some of that. Right. right? And so they could probably do that with just working with what they've and got. And I would say like teams and like the that Charge the have like a chance because they're like I right. They're one of those teams wins, for sure. Right? Yeah. So even though they're a bit on the lower end, their map differential compared to the other teams that are seven That's and huge seven map looks abysmal. But you you've got a whole another two stages if you could really get it together and start coming out strong. There's a chance and char- like teams like Charge have looked good in the past. They looked really strong Absolutely. stage one. So if they could return to that form. Maybe you sneak in an 11th or 12th right. spot. Um, but I would say anyone below that, which is basically Valiant, Outlaws, Mayhem, and Justice, it's a shot in the dark. You have to yeah. win almost every single game you're to, going to yeah, play the next two stages rate. to yeah. fix this. And, and that's, order. that's a huge ask, you know? If anyone does it, like if Florida rebuilds really well, because you know we're going to do it, maybe we pull it off. But we're at, we're like, Bottom, bottom. We're the only team with only one win right now. That's true. So that's going to be tough. Um, I could see Valiant. Valiant have gone perfect before in the later stages. They 
there's a team that improves over time. Although I would think with I th- history, this is worth noting, and this comes from the Florida's improvements over the past few weeks, right? For sure, Florida's the lowest. They're the only one with only one win, but there's not a there is a less than four map differential between them and a p- a team with three wins. Yeah. So th- our map differential is really hurting a lot less than it could be, all things considered. If and I think that has to do with the fact that we've been showing these improvements yeah. the past few weeks. A little shout-out, I mean, to Stage 2. Um, I was going to bring this up on Wednesday, but I'll just say it now. The Florida Mayhem for all of Stage 2, even though we didn't win once, we only got 4-0'd one time. We were taking maps consistently. Yeah. And it's only we only got 4-0'd by the New York Excelsior, which out of all the teams to get 4-0'd by is probably the most respectable team to get 4-0'd by, right? For sure. So, like... We're we're keeping ourselves somewhat alive, <laughs> yeah. In that regard, it's true. All right, so we don't have a lot of time left because Howler has to leave and do work things. Mm. Mm. We're getting jobs. Close. We're getting close to time. So, jobs. quickly give us to give us the game to look forward to the most in the opening of the next of the playoffs. Right. I mean, so that's pretty easy, right? The two qu- the quarterfinals that don't have the the shock or the titan are the ones to look forward to, and then look forward to the finals. Okay. Um, Florida made an announcement on Twitter. Uh, big news is coming in the in the downtime. We expect it to be probably trades, potentially coaches. Maybe their actual coach yeah. gets here. We need we need more staff. <laughs> Definitely. Um, not some more players. They said we'll be looking forward to it, so we're looking forward to it. All right, great. We got through those two segments. <laughs> That's fifteen minutes, guys. Just wiped it down in one. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks for watching. Uh, please make sure that you like, share, subscribe, mm-hmm. rate five stars or two stars, whatever you think we deserve. Um, we're available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and basically anywhere podcasts are available. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on social media. We're at Cowl Fans. Uh, or you can follow our individual socials, Alura Moore and Haller. I hope I'm pointing to it. I hope you're pointing to it too. <laughs> Charlie eating my finger. It probably I'll try. is. It's pretty. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, big thank you to the popped off team. Yep. They've been doing right by us, and we couldn't be happier to work with them. And uh, be sure to check back on our pages on Wednesday for that special episode with Alonzo. Yeah, that it'll either. It, I'm hoping to have. We're hoping to have it wrapped up and available to you during the day on Wednesday, but if not, it'll be early on Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be a bit different for us because uh, Alonzo won't be in studio, so it'll be our first webcam podcast. So Yikes. We're hoping it's not scuffed. Yeah. Pray for us. (laughs) (laughs) We thank, thanks to all of you. We appreciate you. Thanks for watching Casual Overwatch League fans. I'm Alura Moore. I'm Haller. And we will see you again next week. Bye-bye.